What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast. It is Friday, June 9th. It is my birthday, actually. So thank you to everybody that has reached out. I've gotten a ton of nice messages, texts, tweets. So I just wanted to say that I appreciate everybody for that. Had a great day. Had an opportunity to go over to the Breck Farmhouse for a little bit. Always a great spot to have a couple of cold ones, especially when the weather is nice. They've got an excellent patio area. By the way, if the gentleman that came up to me at Breck is listening, appreciate you coming over and giving me a shout out. But after that, was able to watch the Nuggets take game four in Miami. One more baby. But I was able to watch the game with my family, which was really, really great. My love for sports stemmed from watching with my grandparents, with my parents growing up. So getting an opportunity to see the Stanley Cup run last year and then obviously this Nuggets championship run. It's been special. There's just something about watching these big moments with your loved ones. My grandma, who's in her 80s, was just adorable. And she was like, oh, there's just something about watching these big games with everybody. It makes it so much more fun. She was just glowing. So certainly a birthday to remember, feeling very thankful this evening. And uh, yeah, it was just a great way to to spend the day. Not typically much of a birthday guy. I'm not big into parties, not big on attention to myself. But this one was great. And it got me thinking, one, I'm getting old. I turned 28, which I know is not 85 or something like that. No offense if you are listening and in your 80s. If you are, shout out to you. You don't have to take crap from some punk like me. What do I know? But no, it just, it got me thinking about how much has changed in my life, in the world, certainly with CSU and Fort Collins. In June 2013, think about how different Campus West looks. The district isn't even open yet, let alone the other 15 buildings that have popped up in the last six years. The greatest bar in Fort Collins history was still open, Washington's RIP, as was Hughes Stadium, the site of many of my favorite college football memories. Shoot, I mean, not only was Hughes still open back then, the on-campus stadium hadn't even been approved at that point, the plan for it. It was a completely different world. Campus looked nothing like it does today. Obviously, no on-campus stadium. That was a parking lot. But the the LSC was in the middle of its renovation. That wasn't finished for another two years, basically. Eddie hadn't been remodeled yet. It looked a lot like Clark. The newest building, I believe, at that point was the Behavioral Sciences building. The newest dorms were Academic Village. None of that Aggie Village or any of the stuff on, on Lake Street existed yet. The only reason you'd be that far for campus would be if you had something in Gifford. But nowadays, shoot, from Lake to Laurel and College to Shields, it's it's all filled in. And I know I sound like a grandpa monologuing about back in my day, it was all so different, but it really was. It's insane how much change we've seen on campus in such a short period of time. The CSU that I knew, or at least the CSU that I started with, it looks nothing like it today. It's just wild. The other reason I guess I was getting kind of reflective is just 2013 from an athletic standpoint, a really significant year, also really significant with uh, playing a role in my future path. But Jack Rams, the AD at that point, 
Jim McElwain going into his second season as coach, as was Larry Eustacey, CSU men's basketball, coming off of that 26-9 and season where they ultimately lost to the eventual national champions, Louisville, in the NCAA tournament. Still to this day, one of the more fun runs for any CSU team, I'd say. I mean, that that whole season, just seeing Moby Madness, the Orange Out, and the Harlem Shake, and some of those big wins, that reaffirmed my love for Fort Collins and really, you know, as a senior in high school, made me want to go there even more. I think I made the actual decision, yes, I'm going to CSU while watching a game on CBS Sportsnet with my dad. Ironically, my freshman year, they were super mediocre under Larry, completely underperformed and went 500. But that's beside the point. At this point in 2013, Jim McElwain going into his second year, I actually got hired because I, I met Tim Skipper, who was his associate head football coach at the 2013 spring game. They're recruiting Jake Bennett, who ultimately went on to become their starting center. But at the time was just a high school buddy of mine, somebody I grew up with in typical Justin fashion. After watching the spring game, walked up to Tim Skipper, who was talking to Jake, just completely bombarded him with a million questions about the football team. I guess he was impressed by it and not weirded out. But he told me when I got to campus that I should stop by the office and that they would find a job for me. I'm sure he assumed that it was just a throwaway offer and I wouldn't do it. But first day, Literally the first day I was on campus in the dorms, walked over to the McGraw Center, didn't have an appointment or anything like that, but I went in there ignorant, probably to my own benefit because I would have been nervous if I knew how stupid I was to just walk in there. I don't know if you guys know this, but D1 football coaches, pretty busy, typically not the most flexible guys, but I went in there rocking a CSU polo grinning. I'm sure I looked like I was about eight years old at the time. And somehow a five-minute interaction of me bombarding Tim Skipper four and a half months before that ended up with me getting a job in the football office working for the director of football operations, Tom Ellers. He was great, an absolute legend. But it's just funny because if that doesn't happen, I'm not here today. A lot has happened between then and now. It's It's been a crazy decade. But man, how different does my life look if I just didn't go to that spring game? It's kind of crazy to think about. Anyways, I appreciate you guys letting me ramble on, get a little sentimental and sappy here for a moment. Just getting a little reflective in my old age here. But I'm realizing I did a pretty poor job of teasing the rest of the show in this intro. Don't even think I talked about what we're going to get into. We're going to get into what's happening in Agland. We're going to talk about The latest change with Moby Arena, big win for CSU Hoops fans. We're going to talk about a Colorado law changing for universities. Uh, We're going to talk about the Antoine Smith situation, which continues to just reflect worse and worse on CSU. The Steve Adazio era, just an embarrassment. Then we'll wrap up with the latest on the track and field program. A couple of individuals doing big time things these last couple of days. First things first, though, when you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help. Backus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. No upfront fee to speak with you about your case. No fee while they work on your case. And no fee unless they win your case and win money for you. 
Bax and Shankers won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations, serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Bax and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Bax and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accident, motorcycle, ride chair, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Bacchus and Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Also, professional rugby has returned to Rugby Town USA. Your hometown American Raptors have begun their six-match homestand against the six South American rugby teams that make up the brand new Super Rugby Americas competition. You can find the entire schedule at AmericanRaptors.com, but if you're looking to get into the sport of rugby, a great way is through the DNVR Rugby podcast. You can find that on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby. Also, follow my guy Colton Strickler at Colton Strickler. You can learn rugby with his 101 podcast. He has exclusive interviews with athletes and coaches, betting advice on the super rugbies. Really, it's a one-stop shop for all things rugby. Tickets for Raptors matches are just $10. Children 12 and under are free. If you can't make it, watch all of the American Raptors matches live on ESPN+. And before we go, if you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. All right, first things first, no update on the latest CSU football commit. We thought we would get that announcement Friday. Of course, we did not. Usually it just means they're waiting on some type of graphic or production to post on social media. Still expect to get that announcement soon, hopefully this weekend. But I do think this is a situation where it will be worth the wait. Really intriguing prospect that I think Ram Nation is going to flip out about once this becomes public. But out of respect to him, we will wait until that news becomes official, until we really dive into the subject. I fully expect CSU's 2024 class to really pick up steam here over the next month or so as these as these prospects take their official visits and whatnot. That's when you really should start getting guys making their decisions. All right, keeping with CSU football news, Torrey Horton, the Mountain West leading returning receiver, was named a preseason third-team All-American by Athlon Sports. Additionally, they released their preseason all-conference selections. Torrey Horton, Jack Howell, Mo Kamara all make the first team. On the second team, the Rams were well-represented as well. Defensive lineman Grady Kelly, Chigose Inusium, Jacob Gardner, and Torrey Horton again, this time as a punt returner. On the third team, Henry Blackburn and Justice Ross Simmons. Finally, they had Aiden Hector represented on the fourth team. I think Aiden Hector and Henry Blackburn are both being slept on a little bit nationally. Not really all that shocking given the amount of tension that Jack Howell gets and even to a lesser extent, Chigose and Newsium. Those guys are kind of hogging all the shine, if you will. That said, I do think that Hector and Blackburn are in line for big years. Both of those guys really talented. Both of those guys play hard. And I think just as a whole, we're going to see pretty big things from this defense in year two under Freddie Banks. Really excited about the possibilities. Also really excited about the possibilities on the recruiting front for CSU moving forward. A new Colorado bill was signed by Jared Polis, which is going to allow universities to be able to negotiate NIL deals on behalf of athletes. I think this is, I think this is important. There's just a lot of shady individuals, a lot of conversations that I think happen in these NIL processes that are not above board. And I think by having the universities more active in the process, 
in theory, at least, hopefully you can eliminate some of these shady middlemen types. Plus, I just think it's going to benefit the student athlete. The universities are going to have a ton of connections through the alumni base. And I think it's going to create opportunities where it'll be easier to generate NIL deals for more people. Obviously, we'll have to keep our eyes on it when it comes to this type of stuff. It's always seemingly in a state of flux. But I do think this is a rule change that could be really beneficial, especially for programs like CSU, where the athletes aren't, they just aren't going to have the same level of marketability on their own as you would if you were, you know, the second or third best player at a program like Alabama. You're probably still doing pretty good because the fans down there, they're so crazy. They're going to make sure everybody is, is getting a deal because that's what's best for Alabama football. And they have such a large fan base, such a large donor base. Everybody's going to get taken care of. At a place like CSU, that's not always going to be the case. That's not to say that we don't have extremely passionate fans because I know you. I know we do. But I also know that we don't have the same amount of people that are willing to just drop a bunch of cash for NIL, especially if it's not going to you know, someone like Tory Horton or, or Jack Howell. And I think in a situation like this, with the university being able to, to be in this process now, I think it will benefit people like Howell and Horton, but I think who it's really going to benefit is the the people like Jacob Gardner and, you know, people that should be getting some NIL money, but maybe don't have quite the same marketability. Now you can get the school involved. They can use their connections and it just makes it easier to retain talent because when you think of the transfer portal and guys looking for other opportunities, it's not always just the stars. It's sometimes just really productive starters. And now you can hopefully get some of those guys a little bit of cash and just incentivize them to to want to stick around. I hope I explained that well. I feel like my brain is all over the place on this podcast, but I think we were able to bring it home. It, it went full circle. It was, it was a long circle. It was a long journey, but I think we got there in the end. All right. In addition to being excited about the possibilities this new Colorado law change presents, I am also excited about the future for CSU Hoops fans. For years and years, fans have clamored for the opportunity to drink at their seats. It's never been allowed. They obviously opened up the the porch in Moby, and that's okay. I mean, it's it's neat. I think it was I think it was a good idea by the athletic department. The problem is you can't really see the court from it. And the other problem is just how congested that area gets because it's this one small section where people are allowed to drink. But finally, finally, CSU Athletics announced that rule will be changing. You're going to be allowed to drink beer or wine. Take it back to your seat. For years, I had always been told it wasn't possible that they didn't have the resources basically. And my guess is, is just that it's going to be a pretty gnarly cleanup process. On top of that, you're probably going to have to employ more security. So this is definitely a decision that will cost CSU a little bit, but I also would think that they're going to more than make it back in liquor sales. And I think it's going to greatly improve the atmosphere. That's not to say that Moby sucks or anything. We all know that Moby madness can be great, but where I think we'll see the benefit with this rule change is I think we'll see it attract more people in their you know, upper 20s, 30s, 40s. The students are always going to go crazy. And there's 
always a dedicated group of alumni, but CSU at Moby does have kind of an older fan base. By doing this, you're making it easier for guys to, you know, have a night out together, to have a couple of beers, to just make it more fun. I mean, Coors Field has a terrible on-field product and people show up because it's just a great spot to have a beer. Now, you have the benefit of being in the sunshine and all that. I get it. It's, it's kind of apples to oranges. But CSU already has a great product in terms of the sport being played. Now you're making it more likely for somebody who maybe is not quite as dedicated diehard-wise, but maybe they dip their toes in and they go and they have a great time. They're able to drink beers. And now all of a sudden, they're much more willing to come back in the future. I think it's just a good way to retain more casual fans. Won't hurt when it comes to keeping the students around, too. They've been awesome these last couple of years. They've they've really stepped it up in the post-pandemic world. I think a lot of these students were impacted early on in their CSU careers or late in their high school careers were kind of robbed of a lot of traditional experiences, getting to go out and all that, and they're just itching to be able to do anything. And they've turned out. They've turned out in a big way. Now you can you can drink beer at your seat. You have less reason to leave. Any way you cut it, I think this is going to be good for the environment. I think it's going to be good for the atmosphere. And I think this is a big win for CSU fans. And I applaud CSU Athletics for finally doing it. All right. I think we're going to save track for tomorrow because it has been a long day. Admittedly had probably a few too many beers for the birthday. And I feel like I am struggling to keep focus here. But if you want to have a good night like I did, head on over to Breck Brew. Have a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game than having some ice-cold Breck Brew on deck. They've been doing it for 32 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. It's made with 100% renewable energy. You've got to love that. And you've also got to love the endless variety that they offer. They have a beer for everyone. You can't go wrong with just a simple Avalanche Amber Ale. Had a couple of seltzers tonight. The peach is my favorite. Uh, The Shandy is to die for. They have a new peach wheat, which is just chef's kiss. Whatever you're doing, do it with a Breckenridge brew in hand. It will make it a better time. Check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. Also, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements, so if you lose or break your pair, even day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. You can shop the entire collection at their brand new location in the Park Meadows Mall, a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. They always have your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Like I said before the ad break, we are going to save track. I know I teased that earlier, but I want to give that segment the attention that it deserves. And I don't know if that's going to happen tonight. I am going to wrap up, though, just with a couple of thoughts on this Antoine Smith situation. The former Colorado State defensive line coach was recently fired by Temple. 
because there are six women who have filed civil lawsuits against him alleging sexual harassment while they were dog-sitting his home. If you remember, about a month ago, it came out that somebody who was watching his dogs for him via the app Rover, she found hidden cameras in his bathroom and bedroom and stuff. It was a weird deal. But once those accusations came out, more and more people started coming forward, both in Philadelphia and Fort Collins. And it's just a situation that continues to reflect worse on Smith as an individual and CSU as an institution for hiring him. The Adazio era just continues to be a black stain on on this school. And as an alum, it's frustrating. It's embarrassing that these losers were ever hired in the first place. And this goes so much beyond wins and losses. Obviously, the Adazio era was embarrassing from a performance standpoint. They pretty much got their ass kicked on a weekly basis. But not only did they represent CSU poorly with the lack of success on the field, they represented CSU poorly with the way they conducted themselves as men. They're bullies that are used to getting whatever they want, whenever they want. And literally from the first days they got to campus, they treated everyone around them like shit. It's a joke. It's pathetic. It's the most embarrassing time period in modern CSU history, at least from an athletic standpoint. And frankly, while I do believe that the current direction of CSU football is in a great spot, I believe in Jay Norvell, I believe in this staff, I think it's fair to point out that you know there should probably be some accountability for hiring those bad coaches in the first place. I know that whole hiring process was wonky in the first place and that Joyce McConnell is no longer on campus. What about the other admin, though? I don't know. I do know it's a poor look, though, and the Adazio era somehow just continues to look worse retroactively. And I didn't even think that was possible because it was pretty dang bad in the moment. So, yeah, I guess that's my two cents. I may talk about this again in the coming days, try and be a little bit more concise and eloquent with my thoughts, not get too fired up here. But yeah, an embarrassing era continues to get even more embarrassing as the years go by. Leave it at that. Kind of a bummer, I suppose, to end the show on, but thank you one last time to everybody for the birthday wishes. Shout out to everybody for continuing to support the content. Obviously, pretty slow time right now. We'll have to get kind of unique with some of these shows, but Football will be here before we know it. I certainly can't wait. I know y'all can't either. I can't wait to get my Phil Steele preview here pretty soon. I think I saw him tweet that that's out. That's always kind of an indicator for me that football is right around the corner once that Phil Steele preview comes out. Always one of my favorite reads. Anyways, I know you guys are looking forward to football as much as me. We'll get into some off-season preview type stuff here in the coming weeks. Much love, y'all. Peace. Probably never make it when you listening to that right now. I said we on.